Hello, ghouls and gals. Ghosts, goblins, children of the afterlife, etc. Welcome to our poor cats. <laughs> I just thought of your mom. Poor cats. Oh, oh I was like, Does, what? Does she have a podcast? Poor cats. Shout out to cats, my mom. She's a great lady. She is. Poor her. It's tax season. Yeah, for real poor. She, she does taxes for people's living. What? She does. Li- okay. She does people's taxes for, for a living. living. So she's stressing out right now. So who does her taxes for a living? One of her coworkers. That's a great question. <laughs> Sure. Accountants, who does your taxes? Do you do your own? I think she probably does her own, right? Oh, yeah. Duh. I'm assuming that's true. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Also, like, do, do doctors do their own surgeries? <laughs> I don't think it works that way. Right? Who knows? We got a lot of questions for people in different professions out there. Any doctors listening? <laughs> do you, and do you do your, and why do you do your own surgery? <laughs> and does it hurt? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, everybody, thanks for joining us today. Uh, lights out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We won't let you get away without a horrifying couple of tales. It's true, and we're going to let Tiff go first. Oh, my God, yay, this is so exciting. I know, I love going first. Oh, did you want to go first? I always go first, so I'm going to let you go first. Oh, yeah. Okay, fine, I'm taking friend. it. I'm taking it, because first is the... This is, <laughs> this is incredibly awkward. <laughs> First is the breast. Is the breast. First is the breast. Second is is. Oh, she's ugly. Oh, she's ugly. Second is ugly. <laughs> it's true. Just kidding. Just kidding. Anyways, today we're going to Minnesota. 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 So in Minnesota, there's a hotel called Palmer House Hotel. Mm, in sounds s- fancy. I write in Sock Center. You're about to figure out whether or not it is fancy. This place is entirely haunted, as can spook and be. Ooh, I love it. Okay, so let me put you in a little mind space, just to give you the feel of what the Palmer House Hotel is. So, let's just imagine we're taking a nice weekend away, okay, Mm -hmm. to visit Minnesota. Who truly knows why we're here? Mm -hmm. General question, what is in Minnesota? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. No shame to Minnesotians, but I'm genuinely the curious. America. Okay. I didn't even know that was there, so yikes. They're not doing their marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been to the Mall of America? No. Tyler and I actually just talked about it. But... That sounds stressful to me. The Mall of America for some reason. Why? Because you love to spend money and I shop. love to spend... That's. I think that's why. Is There's because a whole amusement have... park too, so you can <gasps> calm yourself down. What? Yeah. What? And ice skating. Hold on. I... How did I not? This must have been something that my mom was like, we're not, I'm not even letting you know that's a thing. Because, wow, okay, let's, cool. Let's so, call on our good friend Googs. <laughs> Sometimes I say wow. words and Tiffany's just like, no. <laughs> let's tap it into Googs. <laughs> okay, they're closed right now. So, it's closed. R-E-P. You have hotels? Yeah. What? Right, okay, right. Wow, okay. Anyways, so we're taking a beautiful road trip, and we find ourselves in Sock Center looking for a place to stay on our way to the Mall of America. For clean socks, because our feet stink. Uh-huh. For, oh, wow, this is all coming together. Sad. Hey, Minnesota. Scary. Props. 
Okay, so now granted, there's probably multiple classic hotel options in the general vicinity, but we're just going to say we're feeling a little wild for yes. for kicks and gigs. So wouldn't it be kind of cuckoo crazy if we stayed on the main strip of the town? Totally wild. Right. I see main strip like it's Vegas. Like it's Vegas. Um, but that is... Coming at you next week. Well, coming at you next week, and it is so, so, so far off the vibe of what (laughs) we're with right now. For instance, this town has a population of 4,000. Oh, okay, great. Well, 4,400. Okay. So a little bit more than 4,000. So she's got some people, but in terms of numbers, we're a little scarce. We're not the strip of Vegas, so you can imagine. She's a little guy. Yeah, you can imagine what we're working with here. Yeah. Anyways, so we trawl up along the strip. And we see a three-story brick building right on the end of the block. Mm-hmm. It says hotel down the side. And there's even two, count them, one, two, signs that say cafe. Okay. And that right there is my mark of an okay place. Yeah. Okay. We, we love a little food. So we park on the street. Okay. And we're going to mosey our way in. Okay. So tell me, Tiff, you have seen Stanley Kubrick's The Shining. Yes. Correct? Shout out to a couple of episodes ago yep. when we mm-hmm. talked about the Stanley Hotel. So right off the bat, one of the most concerning things about The Shining to me that just leaves you uncomfortable, uneasy, etc., a little depressy, a little scared, is the isolation. And I know we talked about this. Isolation station. Episodes. Yep, it's scary. It's that you're probably the only guest, and right. sure, if we've... If you and I are together, if we've got our pals with us, we can make it a good time. Mm-hmm. Might even be the perfect place for us to stay. We might not get a noise complaint from true from room 413 saying, Excuse me, why are you giggling at 3 a.m.? This is very rude. Rude, rude, rude. <laughs> very rude. And they say, This is the third time we've had to call you. Keep it down or you're kicked out on the road. That actually happened to me. Just me actually literally saying. So far. Yeah, okay, yeah. That's... Same. We both had the school experiences of, like, getting in trouble because yeah. we couldn't keep our voices down. Sure. When you're a child and you're you're in a hotel room with all your friends. You're supposed like, to rage. You're basically inviting children to just stay up all night and yes. not go to bed. Exactly. That's all I'm saying. Anyways. So, it's a good, it would, it would be probably a fun place to explore mm-hmm. with your friends. But if you're just passing through by yourself, I would say be prepared to feel a little on edge. Okay. A little on edge. To make matters worse, when you walk into the lobby, not only is it eerily silent, but it looks a little too similar to, you know, the room in the Overlook Hotel where you pass from the bloody elevators into, like, the lobby area. Yeah. It's basically the lobby area. There's big tall windows, a little too dark, mm-hmm. a little too silent. Mm-hmm. The table in the side middle might hold a miniature diorama of the hedge mage, hedge maze. Yeah, outside mm-hmm. if you squint. You hedge know? mage. The hedge mage. Hedge mage. <laughs> the hedge mage. Horrifying. So this is what this lobby looks like. Okay. People, I say Google Palmer House Hotel right now if you can, and take a gander at the pics and tell me this is not eerily reminiscent to the lobby of the Overlook Ho- Hotel in The Shining. Tell me. Also, everyone note, Tiffany can't speak, and it's not my yeah, problem. Sorry. Sorry. Haha. <laughs> I meant to say, diorama of the hedge maze outside. Not the hedge mage? Hedge mage. Not, not the hedge mage. If you squint, <laughs> you might see it. 
I'm Googling Wait, it. Go back to Google. Go to images. Google oh, images. Yeah. Okay, so some of these. Do you see what we're kind of working with here? Like it's, Creepy, spooky. It, it kind of gives that vibe of like yeah. the high windows. Yeah, the high windows. It just looks kind of like eerie. Ugh, I don't like it. Ugh. So it's unnecessarily spooky, if you mm-hmm. ask me. Suspicious. And maybe I'm being dramatic, but I look at those. What? Anyways, but I'm probably being dramatic, but when I look at it, my brain goes, oh no, oh no, oh no, 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 no. Just kidding. Get out of there and get to your room immediately is what I'm hearing in my brain, right? I love that. This place was built in 1901, so it's already got quite the years on it to give it a little extra yeah. oomph, if you will. Mm-hmm. The owner of the hotel is called Kelly Fries, and Kelly always says the quote, quote, here, as in life, please and thank you go a long way. And what Kelly means by this is use your manners as to not be a jerk, even to ghouls. Don't be a jerk to ghouls. Or... You know what will happen, people. I don't think I have to say. We we need to be respectful to ghosts. Yeah. No? So, to also give it a little oomph, I forgot to mention that before the Palmer was built, in its place for many a year, stood the Sock Center House, which was a brothel. Oh. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. It was burned down the year before, in 1900, and then the hotel went in its place. So, as we know, the general vibe mood of a brothel Mm -hmm. is not always great Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact i feel like the majority of the time we're looking at fairly negative energy no for at least the workers Mm -hmm. there so there was a sex worker from sock center house called lucy and as you can imagine we know her name and of her because her poor ghost resides in the hotel where the brothel brothel (laughs) where the broccoli is where the broccoli once was where the brothel once was so Lucy doesn't like men, and we can imagine this is because of her life experiences working at the brothel, obviously. Allegedly, Sock Center House was this place that had a legacy of abused and murdered women. Mm -hmm. So it was like one of the worst of the worst. So you can only imagine what went down there and what Lucy must have seen, witnessed, even had done to her. I can't even imagine that experience. Right. So, room 17 in the hotel is where she is a, quote, permanent unregistered guest of the hotel. Spooks. Mm-hmm. This is mostly where her ghost is found, and it's essentially just known to people that frequent or visit the hotel and stay there. Mm-hmm. They know that she's kind of in that room, in that block of area. Right. So, there are high-backed chairs in room 17 specifically that face the bed, just as, like, part of the decor mm-hmm. of the room. And apparently, if you're staying in that room and you want, in a, and you want to sit in a chair, yeah, that's fine. Okay. But if there's two of you, you have to be careful because Lucy has to sit in one of the chairs. Oh, yikes. She only allows guests to sit in one of two because if they sit down on both chairs, uh-huh. then she has no choice but to sit on the mattress and she doesn't like that because of what her employer made her do. And they quote that because people have gotten EVPs and uh-huh. voice recordings of her saying that. Oh my god. Right? Well, I mean, all the power to you, Lucy. Right. 
So I think um, through EVP and whatnot, like the people that have visited this location basically have understood that Lucy was poorly mistreated. Obviously, her ghost has some trauma from that. Poor gal. I know. So they try to do what they can to respect her in her afterlife and right. do what she asks. Um, I think they also do this because when someone does something that Lucy doesn't like, she will strongly react. Good. And they know it. So, you know, when you when you stay in a hotel and the people on the same floor as you, like, don't know proper roommate etiquette, mm-hmm. which is so irritating, where you can just be, like, when you're staying with someone, you're, like, you're a little careful. If you live in an apartment, you, like, are mindful that other people live around you, yeah. right, of the noise you're making. And so people, like, they come in their room and just absolutely, like, obliterate the wall. <laughs> you know, those people that just let it slam and do whatever uh-huh. gravity wants it to do. Right. So annoying. But Lucy likes to do stuff like that. Nice. She is known to slam room doors so hard, but, like, the rooms of guests who are... Inside of them? Well, rooms of guests who are... Rude? In the actual room. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm having a hard time getting that out. So, like, you'll be laying in your bed in your door. Yeah, you'll do that. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's a, yeah. So, you know how you hear it distant down the hall? Yeah. But it's it's your door, which is horrifying. And it's it's, creepy. It's creepy. It's so creepy, too. It will be so hard that it, like, rattles the decor on the wall. Ew. She will also drop the temperature in rooms. Oh, okay. Well, I'm here for that. Right? Right? Same. But thanks, Luz. Now I don't have to get up. Well, get this. It's I feel like it's her own personal LOL. But there was a paranormal investigation happening once, and these people from Chicago, shout out Chicago, were staying overnight yeah. to see what they could experience in the hotel. And they recorded a temperature uh-huh. of, guess what temperature she dropped it down to. 69. Negative one degrees Fahrenheit. So this was obviously like during the winter, but she yikes, she completely stopped everything. It went all the way down. So this is some aggressive, drastic That's temperature change, right? That's wild. Just not the random fluctuation. Of, right. It's not like, like a ten degrees off. Right. It's like oh, seventy degrees. Uh huh. Yep, yep, yep. So there are a few other places in the hotel that are allegedly really active as well. Room twenty two has a lot of experiences, as well as the bar or the cafe area. People say that there's an entity named Ramon. Ramon. Ramon, who they think was Lucy's boss. He's a Frenchman. Frenchman. So we can imagine he's probably not that great of a Frenchman um, from what we've gleaned from Lucy's spirit. Yeah. Kelly Freese, who's the owner that I mentioned before, said, quote, My favorite is when the guests complain about how noisy the people above them were. Then I remind them, you were on the top floor. So we also have some entities in the area who just like to frick with people, apparently. like frick with them. They like to spook with people. Guests will say they also have a similar experience, which is so chilling, adding on to everything else. So sometimes this is just a regular guest, or sometimes it'll be the people investigating. Yeah. And they will be alone in their rooms. Most of the time, it's even just people who are, like, alone by themselves as a whole. No one is staying in their room with them. No one really has access to their room but them. And they'll just be lying in bed ready to drift off to sleep finally and then they'll hear their name <laughs> what i hate that that is so scary to me hi who are you like hey hey i'm trying to go to sleep <laughs> they're just bring me a water please can you bring me a water please hey i'm really my throat's dry <laughs> can i please have some 
But there's something about an entity being where you are that's scary, but then 80 yeah. plus elements when they know your name. Oh, yeah. Somehow. Yeah, yeah. Like, what? Yeah. My, Caitlin's and Tara, my best friend, she, she always tells this story of how at her house growing up, she lived in the basement mm-hmm. of her home. And there was one time she thought her mom came home. And she heard her call her name, and she was like, I'll be there in just a second. And then her mom called her and was like, hey, I'm I'm running here really quick. Do you blah, 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 blah. And she was like, wait, you're not home? And her mom was like, no. And she walked upstairs, and no one was there. And then she came back down, and she heard her name clear as day again. Like, it was literally just, like, someone saying, her. Tiffany, Tiffany. And you being like, hold on a second, Mom. Like, mm-hmm. it's an actual interaction. That is so scary. You want to know something wild? Oh, no. That's happened at my house. Has it really? Uh-huh. To myself, to Tyler, and to my mom. Ew! Yeah, so um, the fall before we moved into that house, um, I went over to see my mom, but right before I did, she said she heard my grandpa say Miranda, and she was outside, and she's like, hold on, I'll be up in a second. Well, then I came in and came down, and she was like, what'd your grandpa want? And I was like, What? what? She's like, what's Grandpa want? He was saying my name. I was like, Mom, I'm the only one here. And she was like, Ugh. I have chills right now. Yeah. They're, that is just so frightening. Yeah. Then a few months later, I um, thought Tyler was home, and I heard Tiff, so I went downstairs. Nope. nope. And he <laughs> was downstairs a few months later and heard me say Ty, and I wasn't home. Ugh. I don't know what it is about, like... It you reminds me plain as day too. Well, it reminds me of like when you're watching a scary movie or a scary show, and it's like one of those things that's hidden in the scene. Mm-hmm. Like, like oh, Hill like House does a lot, yeah, yeah. where you're it's like, so scary if you know it's there, but otherwise you're just kind of like, yeah, you're not aware that it's right, something fair. that's abnormal, and that is so chilling to me. I hate it. Chill <laughs> to the bone. <laughs> so to take us out, the Palmer House has a website, obviously. But they also have this area on their website where if you stayed, eaten, just hung out at the hotel, you can write your experience and share it with other people. So I've taken the pleasure of reading some of these and I picked two of them that I thought would be fun for a ghostly pleasure. Oh, I can't wait. Right? I'm thinking there might be a few more good ones that I didn't come across. If you get bored, check it out. I, I'm going to link it in the bio. So if you get bored, take, take a read and then let us know if you find anything extra spooky in there. Please. Um, so this first one is from Jessica, Rose, and Daryl, who stayed in actually 2006. So this is from a while ago. Okay. And she said, while sleeping, I was awoken by something slapping my bare leg that hung out of the covers. As my, as my eyes fluttered open, I saw something scoop by my face. Ew, scoop or scoot? Scoot. Scoot. Oh, like a cat, but scoot. Scoot, 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 scoot. <laughs> Needless to say, I had a hard time staying asleep that night. And a really cold pocket of air was by my face for a short while. And the bathroom door kept getting mysteriously wet for no reason. Ew. Uncomfortable. <laughs> Yikes. The bathroom door was getting wet? Oh, the bathroom floor. I misread. Sorry. Oh, I was like, Yikes. what? That's... But, like, okay, it almost makes more sense for the door, too, like, with condensation or something. Yeah. But the floor being... Yeah, that's creepy. It's just her, like, man didn't know how to, like, keep his hands in the sink until they're dry. (laughs) I just think getting slapped on your bare leg is, like... Yeah, that's frightening. I'd be so pissed if I was in a hotel and that happened to me. (laughs) She'd be like, I'm slipping! (laughs) 
Okay, so this last one is from Jeannie Bellafuelli. What a fun name. Bellafuelli. Jeannie Bellafuelli. Shout out, Jeannie. Jeannie, she was a night clerk for a really long time at the hotel, the Palmer House Hotel. Yeah. And she said, she's got a she's got a little bit of a story here. During my brief stint as night clerk, a number of explainable events occurred. I did get weirded out a few times, but I never actually felt frightened or threatened in any way. That is important to point out as I generally consider myself somewhat of a wimp when it comes to scary stuff. In fact, my concern about staying up all night every night in a large haunted hotel almost kept me from taking the job in the first place. Mm -hmm. By profession, I am a sixth grade Catholic school teacher. The night clerk position seemed to have a great summer diversion. It certainly turned into the most unusual job that I've ever had. The job description was pretty basic. I arrived at work at midnight. I was always careful to lock the kitchen door and the lobby doors before I went to check on the second floor. The amount of hair that you're pulling out from your your head, and but also your clothes and everything, and then just laying in front of me. I'm just trying to add to the ambiance. Thank you so much. You're really doing it for us. Thanks. Oh, bless. The bartender was still in the pub until the pub door was locked at closing time. I would go about my duties, cleaning, vacuuming, rolling silverware, dusting, whatever needed to be done. Mm -hmm. When the bartender would leave, I would recheck all of the four doors. I never found one unlocked. Afterwards, I would continue with my duties. Now that I have given you some background, I can tell you about some of the strange happenings that I experienced. I was a little nervous on my first night. As with any new job, I wanted to be sure that I made a good first impression. I vacuumed the dining room and made sure that all of the tables were set with placemats and silverware. I was slightly disgusted that, on several tables, the silverware seemed to have been thrown on haphazardly. Mm -hmm. But I straightened it all out and went to check the bathrooms. Okay. A few hours later, I went to double check that everything was clean. When I checked the dining room, many of the sets of silverware had been moved. Oh. Now, being a good Catholic, I said a half dozen Hail Marys and straightened them all again. Then I went to the pub and found a fire blazing in the fireplace. Not so unusual, except that it was 90 degrees outside. I didn't panic, but I did leave the pub quickly and said a very heartfelt our father. I almost said oh father. I figured there was a reasonable explanation, but I haven't heard it yet. The owner insists the gas connection on the fireplace is turned off during the summer. Other odd occurrences included lobby lamps that would go they would go on without explanation. Sometimes I could turn them off and other times they would just stay on. I eventually unplugged one particular lamp that became too creepy. Also, the faucet in the waitress station would turn on occasionally, but would only run for a minute and then go off. The silverware was moved so often that eventually I just gave up trying to straighten it until just before I left at 7 a.m. Mm -mm. And then there was the cold. And I mean cold. As I said, this was summer and I usually wore shorts and a short sleeve shirt to work. But after the first two nights, I learned to bring a sweatshirt and pants. At about 3.15 a.m., it got so cold that I could almost see my breath. 3.15? This is summer oh, that this God. happened. There were a couple of decorative throws in the lobby. I would put on my sweats, wrap the throws around me, and curl up in a chair for the coldest 20 to 25 minutes ever. It was weird, but I could almost set my watch by those cold spells. I prayed a lot from 3 to 4. I took comfort in the fact that the newspaper lady would show up around the same time. She never said anything, but I'm sure I looked ridiculous wrapped up in the hottest part of summer. Without a doubt, the strangest encounter happened in mid-July. The bartender had left for the night at about 12.30 a.m. I had checked the doors and just finished vacuuming the dining room. I went in to vacuum the pub and was startled. Okay, really freaked out. 
to see a young man standing at the bar. My mind was racing to figure out where he had come from and how he'd gotten in. He was a nice enough looking guy in his mid-twenties. Is he single? (laughs) (laughs) He asked if he could get a beer, and I said I thought so, and checked our tabs to be sure they didn't lock at night. Seeing that they did indeed work, I asked what kind he would like, and he asked what my choice would be, and I jokingly said, I like the brand with a canoe handle. He laughed and said that would be fine. What do I owe you, he asked. I told him I have no idea because I was a night clerk and not a bartender. I asked him if $2 sounded fair, and he proceeded with the $10 bill. Oh, now we have another problem. I told him I do not have access to any change. So I told him that he would either have to have four more beers or he could see if he had any other money. He checked his pockets and came up with five quarters. I explained to him that it was his lucky night and the beer happened to be on sale for $125. I was still trying to figure out where this guy came from. He gave me the quarters, thanked me, and went to the lobby. He headed up the steps and I breathed a very deep sigh of relief. Clearly this guy was a hotel guest. I did throw in a few Hail Marys just in case, so I did my work straight in the silverware, twice that night, and put the quarters in the drawer at the front desk. End of story. The next evening was my night off, but my family went into the pub to have a drink after attending a play that my daughter was in. Kelly, the owner, was there, and I laughingly revealed my ghost story from the previous night. She said ghost in quotes. I explained that it was the guest that had stayed there. She went a little white and disappeared for a few minutes. When she returned, she asked me which room he was in. I said I had no idea. I'm just glad I knew he. that's how he'd gotten into the building. Mm-hmm. When she pressed about the room number, she said she would need to make sure the housekeeping cleaned the room. I told her, just look for the room with the empty beer glass. She laughed and went to check the rooms. None of the rooms had been slept in. No one had checked in or out, and the beer glass was never found. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I think I'll go see a few more Hail Marys. No kidding. Yeah. That's spooky. Right. Can you, like, that's so insane. Just want a brewski for the night. I just like that one. There's like a little bit of a flirty ghost. Yeah, he was. A flirty ghost inside the pub. Nice enough we looking love it. man. Nice huh? enough looking little, young little 20 man, 20 year old man. We're like, is that ghost single? He's cute. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, so that is the Palmer House Hotel. I loved it. And Tiffany's hair being thrown back in front of me again. She's just, you guys don't know, the whole entire time she's been picking hair. Oh, I've just been going through my head. My hair is falling out. But you're like gathering it all together and just putting it in front of me. Yeah, so you can see how much my hair is falling out. I can't stand you. Tell your story. I'm ready to be scared. No. Now my cats are going to eat your hair. (laughs) I've eaten enough of theirs. (laughs) That's true. Sorry. Oops. (laughs) We live it. So, <laughs> okay, so I am taking us to the no ping. Just kidding, it's the no ping. No pimming. Just kidding, it's the no pimming. <laughs> <laughs> I should play the little insert of the video here of you trying to. <laughs> yeah, you should. Justify how it's pronounced. Okay, it's spelled no ping, but apparently it's pronounced no pimming. <laughs> so the no pimming is a no pimming. <laughs> the no pimming is a no pimming cemetery. Anyways, that's the end. Thanks for coming out. (laughs) It opened in 1912 for the purpose of serving tuberculosis patients. Mm -hmm. So it was basically a final stop for most people who entered the doors. The sanatorium lays outside of the back of Spirit Mountain in Duluth, Minnesota. Minnesota. It is known as the most paranormally active place in all of Minnesota. The name No Pimming literally means out in the woods or deep in the forest. Mm. And it's like seriously in the middle of the woods. It's wild. 
spooky. In the early 1970s, it became a nursing home that was ultimately shut down in 2002 because of financial problems. So it's been vacant for many years, but was a destination for trespassers. And a lot of people vandalized the property. Shame, shame. Of course. It was briefly owned by a Twin Cities businessman who eventually went to prison (gasps) for his role in a Ponzi scheme. Oh, damn. Okay. Then Orson Inc. took over ownership in 2009 with an eye towards turning it into a charter school. But in the meantime, it's a paranormal destination. Hmm. So they do historical tours and night tours. And depending on the time of the year, they offered a haunted tour. I want to go. Right? I know. Ghost Hunts USA does it. Oh, we got to line that one up. I know, right? So there are a few particular spirits that stand out at the sanatorium. And one of them is Carol. <laughs> Carol committed suicide off Aww. of the suicide balconies. Um, so those balconies became known as that because she wasn't the first or last person to commit suicide. <gasps> it's just a known place for... Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. She just happened to be the um, one who haunts the area. So most of the patients were just so sick and tired of being sick that oh, they just wanted it to that end. That hurts my heart. I know. They were like, "Our my fate's already sealed. And so they um, jumped off the balconies. Suffering. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, yeah, hundreds of folks committed suicide oh on those off those God. balconies. Yeah. Oh, poor people. Yeah, it was like 1,500 people died in the time it was a TB sanatorium. And I wonder how many of those were due Actual, to suicide. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, Destination Fear went. Shout out to the gang. Our fave ghost show. Uh-huh. They had several experiences in the facility. And if you look at my notes, it says facility period Y. Facility <laughs> Um, They had gone one other time, but they were too afraid to go inside the building. Their vibes <laughs> were too bad. Yeah, so they recorded it, but they just didn't go in. Okay, I understand that, though. Yeah. Just feeling like it's not the right time to go in somewhere. Exactly. So when the show gave them a second season, Dakota said he jumped on it because they all grew up in Minnesota. And um, as soon as he said they were going somewhere in Minnesota... Chelsea and Tanner were both like, no pimming. And Alex, they all three at the same time were like, oh, "Oh, no pimming. Duh. So it's definitely an episode you don't want to miss. It's in season two. I think it's awesome because I remember them being like, this is, we're trying to conquer our fears this Mm -hmm. road trip. And that was like a big thing for them because they didn't even make it in. Yeah, they could go in. So a few experiences when Chelsea and Dakota were upstairs together, they made contact with Carol. They were doing an ovulus session, and Dakota asked the spirit to tell them. He asked, are there any spirits here? If so, what is your name? And the ovulus said Carol. Mm -hmm. So later on, Alex and Tanner went up and did the same thing, and Alex asked her name, or said, Dakota and Chelsea made contact with Carol. Carol, what's your relationship to the building? The ovulus said Carol again, and then it said killed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, who really knows what that means, but... this the Just the, like, intelligent responses is... Insane. Bleh. Wouldn't you love to work with an ovulus one day? Oh, that'd be so awesome. Yeah. That is... Very expensive. But... Just in case anyone <laughs> wants to buy us a gift. Yeah, God bless. Oh, my gosh. Oh. All of our, our sugar ghosties out there. <laughs> That's actually hysterical. Sugar oh ghosts. We sugar would ghosties. love an ovulus. Mm, please, please, sugar ghouls. <laughs> So there's another spirit there that is known to be in brown coveralls who hates anyone who touches his tools. 
Me. Right? Right? <laughs> He's known as the maintenance man. So Classic. I'll, Every good maintenance man has his tools. Right. That he doesn't want touched by anyone. Don't touch my tools. So Alex and Tanner go to the maintenance man's area, and they don't really realize where they are because they're just so entranced with their surroundings, uh, surroundings and, yeah. and what's going on. And then, lo and behold, there was activity that started happening, and then Alex, like, realized, he was like, wait, Tanner, what are you doing? And Tanner's just picking stuff up and looking around, and Alex is like, we're in the maintenance man's area, and he hates when people touch his stuff. Oh, no. Right, right. So then Tanner immediately apologized to the spirit. Um... But then things, like, started to slam around. Oh, my and gosh. bricks were falling. And I don't know who else watched it, but Tanner seems to get affected a lot. And it really irritated Tanner. And he was like, okay, I'm getting pissed now. So Alex was like, okay, we have to get out of here because it's starting to, Yikes. you know, affect your mood. He's like, sorry, does he? He's like, Tanner. Why are you always in the mood? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> one more spirit that haunts the, nope, ming, just kidding, no pimming, sanatorium <laughs> is, we don't really know if it's the patient or the orderly. Here's the season. Bless you. <gasps> you made me close it. <laughs> oh, that I, was going to be such a good one, I too. I always take Tiff's sneezes away, oh. which is really evil because I love to sneeze. I'm so upset. Just look at the light. Also, we wear our sunglasses at night around here. Oh, oh, I always forget they're on my head. No wonder why you always have headaches. <laughs> Literally. True. <laughs> True. So the other spirit is from the Mother's Day massacre. So on Mother's Day, a patient got a gun, <gasps> shot an orderly, <gasps> killed him, and then turned the gun on himself for a murder-suicide. What? Uh-huh. And get this. There's still blood stains on the wall today oh from that. Oh, my Gosh. Yeah. I know. I'm distrubbed. <laughs> Distrub. Disturbed. 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 Distraught. I. Oh my god. Right, right, right. So, Ghost Adventures went there as well. And before they went, they were able to interview a couple who had worked there for a combined total of 26 years. Wow. So, older than you. Mm. Yeah. The man was named Mike. I wrote Mayak. <laughs> this is my husband, Mayak. <laughs> and he worked in the boiler room. So he had run-ins with the maintenance man quite often, he uh, said. Yeah. And another story that just really ugh, stuck out to me. Well, there's a couple. He, Zach asked them if they were scared to work there. And he said, well, a nurse helped me, asked me to help move a dead body one night because um, someone else had died. <gasps> and What? Uh-huh. And he was like, I will not do it until you suit me up. Because they just wanted him to go up plain as day. And he's like, who knows if this dead person could, like, breathe TB into me. Oh, my me. gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, they said they were scared every day to go to work because you never knew if you were going to leave sick. Oh. And his wife worked in the laundry room. So she was cleaning bloodstained clothes all the time. Oh, my gosh. Touching everybody's mm-hmm. germs and Which stuff. they were suited oh. up, but it was in the 1940s to the 60s. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ugh. I feel for those people, too. Mm-hmm. She said it was a super stressful time in their lives, which I get that. Mike said one day the drain downstairs in the basement was overflowing, but it was blood that was coming out of it. (laughs) So he had to take the crate off the drain to see what was clogging up the drain. 
and he pulled out a human lung from what the drain. Are you? Yeah, I wish I was kidding. It made me want to throw up. I don't even know how to unpack that. I know. That's Same. a lot. That's it's a lot. lot. It is. Will it? Okay. Gross. That's yes. a lot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Honestly, our sink in the, <laughs> the bathroom the other day was pretty plugged up, and I'm all I'm saying is I'm glad I didn't find a human lung in there. <laughs> there was a lot of, there was, like, soil, which is strange, too. Downstairs? No, oh. upstairs. Soil. I don't know. I think it's the tree root in our Maybe yard, one of you guys but... are dirty. Oh, you said it. That's, we were thinking it. So the crematorium is also known for its spooks. And one of the accounts said once they knew people were basically dead, they would just burn them alive in the crematorium. <gasps> yeah. Oh, so can you imagine the spirits that might linger in that area? Oh, I, That's a this huge is fear of mine. Like tragic. I know. For real. Oh my god. Being burned alive. Burned alive or buried alive? All of the above. Both. Horrible. Yikes. Ugh. Yeah. That's why people, if I die, whatever y'all do with my body, put a little bell in there like they used to do <laughs> so I can ring it up to the earth so if I'm still alive. your taxidermy, you can ring it? I want to be frozen. Oh, yeah. I forgot you want to be frozen. Yes. But I have a feeling that... Whoever disposes of my body is not going to do that for I'll me. I'll do that for you. Thank you. You're I welcome. really appreciate that. If I won the lottery, that's part of what I'd put it towards. I believe that. One thousand percent. Sorry, I'll stop interrupting. Oh, don't be, because I interrupt you all the time. So, and overall, it, <laughs> overall it, this was <laughs> my top favorite episodes, I think, of last season. Yeah. I feel like Destination did a really good job providing a lot of information and detailed, and they have quite a bit of stuff happen to them. So one of my favorite things that happened in that particular episode is when Dakota and Chelsea went downstairs in the basement, and they were doing EVPs, Ovulus, digital recording. They are doing all kinds of things. Sorry, I'm talking with my hands, and Tiff is just making fun <laughs> of me. Um, they did... Dakota said, I've done everything I could possibly think of to do, and nothing's working. So they started packing up everything to go back upstairs, and all of a sudden, once they had given up, a brick fell from the ceiling near them. Oh, my God. Yes. And so that scared the crap out of them. That is, like, physically possibly damaging. Alarming. Yikes. Yes. And then they went to go back up the stairs after they'd calmed down for a minute, and Dakota noticed that the caution tape that was on the steps had been moved to a different location. I remember that. Uh-huh. And he never does this, but he was like, I have to pull my video camera out right now to make sure I'm not going crazy. So he pulled it out to check it right away to see if he was making things up. And sure enough, the caution tape was moved and there were items on the ground uh, near the steps that were not there when they had gone down the oh steps. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. And he got it all on Record. Record. So, yeah, everyone needs to go watch this episode. It rocked. Watch the whole season while you're at it. Oh, yeah, you should. Well, both seasons. There's something about sanatoriums that really just give me the heebie-jeebies. I know. Well, and it's already, like, such a, uh, like, a negative place in terms of people dying there and being sick and whatnot. Yeah. And then, 
And then like the burning alive, and that came that came from someone who had worked there. So you just know now most of them like it's abandoned. It's yeah, it's just and how funny that they want to turn it into a school. I know. Which hey, guess like utilize haunted charter school. Utilize your business. Yeah, Yeah, that's a that's a niche that someone will need to fill at some point. Yeah, I agree. I agree. For me, at least. Anyways, thanks for a beautiful, beautiful story. Now I need to watch that Destination Fear episode again. I know. We really need to rewatch season two oh, because we haven't done it justice yet. And season three will be, is being filmed right now, yes. actually. Yes. Ah, so, so good, you guys. We always do um, streaming parties when there's a new episode. Mm-hmm. So once season three starts to air, you guys will have to join us and maybe we can like live tweet Oh, yeah. The episodes mm-hmm. together. And we'll live tweet how many times Nebs and Wrigley, a.k.a. Nebs, howls because she will only uh-huh. howl once we start recording or once we start a TV show. Well, specifically Destination Fear. And yeah. she she waits until the most scary, scary moments where we're like, and then she's like, <laughs> I think it's maybe because she's a little too scared. Yeah, and she she's like, Mom, don't do it. She's trying to play it cool, like she's she can handle it, but yeah. she doesn't want to watch it because it'll get her nightmares. I understand. I understand. What a big fluffy dog! Gosh. I just love her so big much. Big fluffy best best girl. I know they're oh, the best. I love them. Me too. Truly, truly. Well, thanks for joining us today. Two times spooky on everything: Gmail, YouTube, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, Finsta, just kidding. Oh, no. <laughs> it's naked ghosts. It's, <laughs> it's called three times spooky. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we're too old to even like be properly making the jokes about Finsta. I only know what it is because my little tell sister. Us. <laughs> yes, exactly. My cousins are the only reason I know, and I still don't think I'm doing it justice. So correct Same. us, guys. Yeah, because <laughs> we're old. But send us an email. Tell us your info. Have have you been to either of these places? Are you, like, t- tell us tell us your tea. What are your thoughts? Don't you think it should be pronounced nope-ming, not no-pimming? Oh, my God. Don't you think Tiffany's an, a ding-dong, a loony? Yes. A spook-a-ding-dong-a-loony? Tiffany Wilson, to be particular. Ah! <laughs> she turned that around on me. It sucks that we have the same name because, really, just, yeah, we forget all the time. Hi, yeah, like, yeah. truly, we forget we have the same name. And I'm, I'm only assuming the fact that we forget... Everyone else that's, like, listening here with us, I'm sorry, guys. You're probably constantly confused. At this yeah. point, though, I have, like, a very shrill um, undertone to my voice. <laughs> so maybe you can tell the difference. And my bit, voice but. is usually the high squeaky one, but sometimes it can be low and sultry. We like to switch it up we a do. little bit. Like, to today I'm in a lower tone. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for joining us. We hope you have horrible nightmares tonight with love. Lights out. Later.